Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hi there. Where'd you come from? (laughs) I'm Amy, and this is Jen. Or maybe this is Jen. I don't know which way you're seeing her, actually. But we're from Successful Single and Not Willing to Settle, where we show amazing women how to find their perfect match by showcasing and embracing their authenticity. So tonight, we're going to talk about the fact that into all times of of lull, but especially yes. with coronavirus, when things tend to like slow down, right? And we're kind of like, what do I do with myself? This feels uneasy. I don't know what to do with myself. Backsliding happens. <laughs> yeah, this is sort of the like world series of potential backsliding time. But but I'm like in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, like Hurricane Sandy, that would have been like a backsliding opportunity um, or even just winter. When it gets cold, people will sometimes want to hibernate um, and, and they might kind of do that. Or just anytime someone's going through something personal in their lives and they want to reach back, whether for nostalgic reasons or just, you know, thinking they can rewrite um, the past maybe in some way, they might, they might do that. And, and what we mean by that is like reaching back out to those exes or old flames to like rekindle something um, and, and see if there's still a spark or see if the same two people that might've ended a relationship could come back together and have a completely different outcome right, and this it time around. Be for that, it might just be because in that moment you are uncomfortable and you want something familiar and cozy. And we're yes. gonna tell you why in those moments you're probably better off finding like a fleece blanket. Um, but first, the why? The why? A mug of cocoa. <laughs> warm, yes. Um, reach out to to a safe friend. How about that? So we feel this way. It's it's interesting when you think about like the places where we feel like this. So right when things, it's whenever we have, ener- it's actually when we have energy. It's kind of like almost like a nervous energy, and we don't know where to put it. It's like what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And that's why also. People tend to do this, like reach the they drunk text exes because like, it's like not enough is happening right now, but I'm like, I have alcohol in my system and I need something to be happening, but nothing is happening. So what do I do? I start texting my like ex, right? Yeah. So this is like an elongated period of that where you should expect to feel kind of these ups and downs emotionally. We're all feeling them. And we want to talk about why... The reasons to try to avoid, and if you've done it already, don't worry. You can, yeah, no judgment. No judge. We're not judging you. We've all done it. So but we're, we're here to tell you just to stock up some beliefs of the reasons why it, there may be better options and you may want to do other things with your time other than reaching out to an ex. Okay? So we're yeah. going to start off with why. We tend to backslide and then slide into, oh, no pun intended, and then forward slide into how not to do it, okay? yeah. what to do instead. So 
why shouldn't we backslide? It's, this kind of ties into why we do it is also the reason why we shouldn't do it. So a lot of times we're doing it because like you said, we might have some like pent up energy or some store of emotion that we want to sort of, you know, exhaust or get out there. But oftentimes what we think might be the outcome is not what we will probably experience. So if we're thinking that this will be a good cure for loneliness, like right now, a lot of us are stuck inside our homes. If, if we live alone and, and we just got over a breakup, then you know that feeling of loneliness is, is not comfortable. So the idea of, well, I could reach back out and then I maybe wouldn't feel so alone or I wouldn't feel so uncomfortable. But more than likely, you know, there, there's a reason that, that the two of you ended things and this might actually bring up some of those negative emotions again. Um, so, so whatever you felt at the end of that relationship or whatever may have been the cause of the dissolution, that's potentially just going to reflood you. Um, so if it was anger, if it was guilt, if it was betrayal, if it was feeling like inadequacy, you know, whatever it was, there's a, there's a potential that you're reopening like that Pandora's box. Yes. Yeah. Cause this didn't change him, you know, he's or the, the same, relationship, right? It's the same yeah. relationship. It's the same interaction as it was before. And there was a reason that the relationship ended. So staying solid in that in moments of weakness, which we will all have again, like we're going to all, we're all feeling this, this mm -hmm. kind of like emotion without having the outlets that we're used to, to be able to expend that emotion. Right. And the other, another thing that it does is that it actually prevents us from leaving space open for something new to come in. You know, Jen and I just did a video about um, being open to virtual dating or meeting new people. And mm -hmm. whether you're at that point right now to be ready to actually go out there and not out, out there vir virtually, but like out there and meet new people, or you're not really in that space because you have some growing or, you know, you time in order to get there. If you bring an ex back in, then you're actually stunting that growth. So even if it's alone time that you need or self-reflection that we're gonna talk about in a little bit, um, he's now a distraction. It's like, you know, it's not helpful to have him around, but it feels maybe for a second better than having no one around. But you're actually, if we're thinking future, like where you wanna be in like six months from now, by bringing them back in, you're slowing down your process from getting to where you want to go. Right. And if, and if the relationship ended in a negative way for whatever reason, not only are you, you know, potentially pushing back your, your clock to wherever you left it, you're not progressing, but also it might be doubly difficult to get over because you've now done it twice. Yes. You, you, and then there's that feeling of like disappointment in yourself down the road that, that you walked back into something that you knew might not actually be positive for you. And there's time involved, right? So we've talked mm -hmm. about the biological clock that women have been um, strapped to. And with that, you know, everything, a lot of women we speak to 
deal with things in these, this like projected timeline, right? And we have these little stories and this is part of the self, like working through this kind of stuff with yourself before you even go out there. But if you have a timeline somewhere in your head of like, I've got a date for this long to meet a guy, to get in a relationship, to get married, to have this particular life that I want to have or whatever. And now you're slowing down the process. It then also makes it harder to hear your brain and your emotions telling you to leave again. Because mm -hmm. now you've invested more time with this guy, right? You're actually opening up a potential for being like, well, now I've invested three years instead of two and a half years. And yeah. Like, you know, the games you play with yourself become that much more like high stakes. Yeah. And you start thinking, we only do one of two things. We want, we run away from pain or towards pleasure. So if the pain of being alone in your mind is greater than the pain of just like sticking with this guy who you mm -hmm. already walked away from, you're going to stick with him and then you're building more and more time. And then guess what? The pain of walking away and starting over increases. So we don't want to spend more time than we need in a relationship to determine that it's just not the right relationship. The other thing is that because you can't in our current situation, actually physically have the, the physical connection that you had with him, right? The person you're backsliding to, you're also getting a false sense of the relationship to some extent because it's probably going to involve more texting or whatever. And depending yeah. on however it worked, you might get what you want for the moment. He might be more attentive or he might give really good texts, we say. But it, it does not mean if he, like say the issue was that he was not available for you physically in the way that you wanted him to be, that hasn't changed yet. And, and even if his texting has changed because now he has more time because he literally can't go mm -hmm. anywhere. It doesn't mean that when the, you know, the distractions of our life come back, that he's going to prioritize you in the way that you want to be prioritized because there's really no evidence in this setting to prove that he's, that there's a change there. So even if you're getting some clues, you're like, well, I backslid, but he seems like he's a different guy. It's important to question whether or not those changes are circumstantial because mm -hmm. of the present situation that we're in, or if he's actually changed, like he's had some sort of awakening and has clearly stated that he is going to change the things that, that were not working before. And that you too feel like, you know, it's not always about him. He needs to change. Like it just doesn't work if it doesn't work. So we're kind of making generalizations because we obviously don't know who you're backsliding to. We don't know the reasons that you left. And that's where your work is going to come in when we talk about how not to backslide. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, questioning whether or not it feels better now because of the circumstances we're in or if it's something that's going to be lasting is really important for you to, to look into yeah, I think even going into the to the sort of the the communication in the relationship is going to be different. More than likely, you're going to both be in your separate homes or apartments. Um, we wouldn't recommend that you go be together in the same one just for the the health and and safety issues. But also because that's what you are resorting to, phone and text, 
you're more likely to slide back into old habits as well um, in terms of conversation. So in terms of how you two communicate, if there was a ever, you know, a tinge of passive aggressiveness from either of you, the, the, the possibility of sliding back into that same routine is very possible. Or I think we all know how easy it is to be sarcastic in a text or in an email and then have the other person not understand it. You know, the, the relationship is potentially fraught with this person because there was a breakup. So the idea that these, these comments or jokes could be made and, and there would be some, some ambiguity of like, well, what does that mean? Well, how am I supposed to take that? Well, how am I supposed to interpret that? The possibility of that is so much higher in this kind of a situation when you don't see each other face to face and you don't have the physical contact that sometimes allows you to understand, oh, they're, they're joking and they mean that in a, in a, in a loving way, not in a acerbic way. Yeah, and to, to clarify, so like, again, the implication of backsliding, but it's like figuratively kind of showing up, sliding back into a situation. So there's more of like a, hey, how's it going? You know, and then you guys mm -hmm. are talking. It's not like a, I sat down and thought about the way things are. This situation that we're in made me think about a lot of stuff and I feel differently. That's a different, potentially different conversation. And, mm -hmm. and even what Jen just said, like, some people, I believe, are potentially in a situation if they have, if you have not already, and and again, no judgment, where you've backslid, and then to not be alone, are now cohabitating with somebody who you previously ended things with, and um, if that's going great for you, then great. We've talked about this before. Our recommendation would be to be careful because then you're like jumping light years into like a living together situation without having worked out the things in, in the setting of what potentially caused some of those issues. Well, and, and there's no, there's no break. Like you don't get to, to go out with your girlfriends for brunch and take like a pause from it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of, you're immersed in it all the time. Yeah. If you two have, have chosen to, to cohabitate. So that would make it challenging as well. Yeah. And, and it's very hard to tell whether or not you've worked through and moved forward from whatever the issues were before, because our situation is so different. Kind mm -hmm. of like, not so love is blind. Love is blind as like a reference, but kind of like love is blind. Like, like they could not foresee what issues they would have while in the pods or even really in Mexico, because they didn't have jobs, you know, they just were like mm -hmm. hanging out. It looks very different than when life starts moving. So now we're going to talk about how not to backslide. Like what are the things you could do kind of instead? And it's, it's amazing. So what I want to say about backsliding is that it's, if you have an inkling or like um, a desire to backslide, that's actually awesome because that means that, first of all, you're dealing with a little bit of anxiety. It's telling you something about yourself, right? We want to backslide when we're feeling, or we want to put somebody there and like fill a void when we're feeling a void, right? And we tend to feel a void somewhere around like stress and anxiety because our bodies are feeling uneasy about the way things currently are. And our first instinct is to look around for the quickest fix. And that's what this is. This feels like the quickest fix, like texting and getting like 
some sort of like, hey babe, response, feels good and brings that anxiety down really, really quickly. But what happens is it doesn't bring it down for the long term. You're not actually fixing the problem. So it's a band-aid. It is, it, and not even a good one. Okay. Right? <laughs> it's literally like a band-aid over like a gashing wound. Okay. Okay. And the wound has some has a lot of different things that could be going on. It could be, you know, the discomfort with being alone and what society says about being alone and um, what it feels like to be with yourself and how you feel about yourself. There are all these things that come up when mm -hmm. we're, when we're left in like silence and quiet and not distraction that our first instinct is like, Oh, put something there. I don't want to listen to it. But if we were to be like, wait, I'm going to sit in this and kind of investigate what's actually going on. That's when we grow. Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. Okay, so when you sit in the, when you feel discomfort, taking a second and even just saying like, I don't need to text him yet. I'm gonna give myself 10 minutes and do this other thing that Amy and Jenna are recommending first. Mm -hmm. I can always text him later. We're not telling you to, listen, would I tell you to erase him from your phone? Maybe, but if you're not there, like don't even erase him, but say like, I'm gonna wait 10 minutes and see if I still feel the same. Cause what tends to happen with anxiety is it spikes up. And then if we just sit with it for a little bit, it goes back down. And if we do work in that time, we grow. So one thing you can reflect on in that moment, right? Is take a breath, first of all, just let your body know that you're safe because it feels unsafe. But the first thing is like, how am I feeling? What am I, I'm feeling uncomfortable, right? So what about this feels uncomfortable? Why am I uncomfortable being with myself? That's a question that you can ask yourself, which would be really insightful to get some answers about. Like, what are you uncomfortable about, right? Um, and then there's also reflection, right, Jen, on the relationship at hand. So here, mm -hmm. your, body, your brain is going, you're uncomfortable, call Joe, call Joe. And in that moment, if you take a breath, you can also be like, is it a good idea to call Joe? Why did I break up with Joe? Yeah. What happened there? Yeah, like how did Joe treat me? How did I treat Joe? How did we end things? Right, we all have like rose colored parts of relationships. Mm -hmm. They're usually like in the beginning or like one night he said something really awesome, right? They're always like these this like glorified story when we're feeling nervous or alone that we tell ourselves about past relationships that make them seem so good. But the reality is that there are 23 other hours in that day where things are probably not that great, right? Or, or many other days besides that couple of days that you remember that weren't that great. And bringing that back up is not only important to prevent you from calling Joe, but it also gives you an opportunity, like Jen said, to see what your role was in it, mm -hmm. which prevents you from attracting another Joe. Yeah, and I think if there's something about that relationship that like you've said or thought to yourself before, like the next relationship I'm in, I don't want it to be like this, or the next time I start dating someone, I wanna make sure I don't do this, 
then backsliding, you know, you, like, like we talked about before, you're more likely to fall back into that role yeah. or the relationship is more likely to take on the same dynamic that, that it already had previously, because it's so hard to make those switches with someone who also got used to that particular role or that particular dynamic. Right. Both members. I mean, and we're not saying like every time you have a hiccup in a relationship, say see ya and like run for the door because right. it's going right. to get hard. But like, if you've already gotten to the point where the relationship ended, because mm -hmm. it was just that hard. And, and what makes it hard is usually that one side, there's just a, there's like an impasse. Mm -hmm. Like one side's not willing to look at themselves to a certain extent or do the work they need to do. And this can come from either side. And when you go back into a relationship, that is even harder to like be like, okay, let's really dissect what we did wrong here. It's possible. Right. It's hard. Right. Um, yes. So if we're not gonna like, maybe we've already done the reflection part and you know, we've, we've walked ourselves through that. Then another thing we can do, and we would definitely recommend the reflection first, that, that if you're feeling the, the desire to backslide, then stop and think first. That's yeah. And I think, before we get to the next thing yeah. you could do, yeah, we, we really want to emphasize that because again, in the anxiety or the nervousness or the stress of being alone, right? And being alone with yourself, it could be that your instinct is not to necessarily go back to somebody, but it could be to get somebody back, somebody real fast, you know, mm -hmm. to, and we actually, in our video that we did about connecting with people, we talked about that, that meeting new people can actually be really beneficial. You know, you're getting to know new people and it can be, but if you haven't done and sat in the discomfort and Matt, like not mastered it, but like kind of sat with it and said, what's going on here and kind of peeled it apart and take that power back. So you're not reacting to anxiety, but you're actually taking action steps to meet someone that yes. There's a different energy that you're putting out there when you go to meet people and it's more of like that scarcity and desperation and I need somebody and you're more likely to make um, haphazard or not completely rational decisions when you're deciding who to be with in the future. So we can't stress enough how important it is to take that time. And that's why when we work with our clients, the beginning of our working with them is is all doing that work yeah. Um, before we send them out to go and meet somebody else. So whether it's with, you're doing this with a therapist, you have your own coach, you're sitting down and doing it on your own, wh whoever, however you're doing it, doing, taking this time right now where we are separate and alone anyway, to really get to dig a little bit deeper and figure out how to do that digging for when things come up is so essential before you start filling up holes with random other people. Yeah. And I feel like this is the perfect time to say, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm trying to do this reflection piece, but like it's, I'm not getting anywhere or I'm, or I'm, I'm hitting like blocks in my own head, then reach out to us because this is exactly what we do. Um, we would love to kind of walk you through it, maybe ask you the right questions to get you to really realize what it is that it, that you want, what it is that didn't work for you in the past relationship. So you are not in this alone. Um, 
if in that reflection work that we're asking you to do, you feel like, then, then, you know, DM us or, or, or message us, whatever, whatever works for you. Yeah. And having an outside person who is non-biased is really important. So I find in this work also, so you don't have somebody else who's like, you're, don't worry about it. Just go, just like get laid again. You know, you're fine. Like somebody who's really going to kind of hold you accountable for like, what is going on with you so that you can really at the end of it is really just grasping how amazing you are. Mm -hmm. So you know it so that somebody else can't slide in and not see it. And you find that acceptable. That's really what this is about. Mm -hmm. But if you've done that work, yeah, and you've taken the time, this is not to take this is like three years of work we do with people <laughs> in like what six weeks. Yeah, and and not even I mean, some of that's fashion. Yeah, stuff. like it's not yeah. it's not only like inner work. We do it in a few weeks. I think it's three. We, we at least give you the tools to be able to do it, and then repeat it if other stuff comes up. But you get the tools in that period of time. But if you done that and you feel like you know what I'm good with myself and I also would like to hang out with somebody then this is the time when you're feeling that you're ready it feels different than like nervous it just feels ready Mm -hmm. for you to take the opportunity to actually meet new people during this Mm -hmm. time albeit it's virtually but but still bring other people into the fold but, but as we've said in some of our other videos, like now, and, and there have been multiple Instagram posts, like now is the best time to, to be sort of opening yourself up to online dating. Um, I can't remember which online dating platform it was, but they posted this, this really great sort of mantra that like, this is the first time where dating online is, is a completely level playing field. Everyone is living the same life. Mm. You know, no one is whining and dining some other woman while they're texting you. Like, we're all stuck at home doing the same thing. So, so it, it's the perfect time to, to put yourself out there. Um, the competition of like, you know, well, what, what's everyone else doing on a Friday night? No one's doing anything. Right. Like they're just sitting at home like you are. So, so there is kind of a, a positive, um, way to spin our current situation to allow you to see that like, there's never been a better time for you to, to try this and be open to it. Yeah, it's so true. And I, and, and even it levels the playing field when you said that, Jen, I was also thinking that it levels it in the sense that like, it's just it's not weird because it's the only possibility. Yeah. You know, it's not like, wait, you did a video. What? You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, there's no other way for me to meet people. Yeah. You know? So, and, um, yeah, it's definitely something and, and say it to say that you did it. I mean, it's a pretty yeah. cool option to like, why not? Like a kind of, well, I'm living this life. I might as well give it a try. But if you're really like, you know, feeling like you need to fill this void you've done or time, space and time right now. And you've done this self-reflection and maybe you've opened the door to dating or maybe you haven't done that quite yet. Another thing that could really help you with not backsliding is like either bringing on a new hobby 
or getting re in like re acquainted acquainted. I was like re in touch. That is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> getting reacquainted with an old hobby that you had to put aside maybe in like your adult life because work just got too busy, you know, whatever it is. Like there are so many things. Jen just showed me a coloring book that she is, she's coloring in. I was like, ah, I just started a book that she recommended. Like there are certain things. That or like need- photography. Like if you're really into that, like, I don't know. Like I, I, lo- I love to study art history on my own time. And I never like, I get to do it like once every three weeks, you know, for 30 minutes. But, but now is, is my time. Frankly, I haven't done it. I don't know why, but I will time. take my own advice. Yeah. And some people are like, um, some people I talk to are like, oh, I'm finally getting to organize stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. And then there's also like the, the reaching out to like your, your safe people. So yeah. like, you know, if you're feeling like, you know, um, recovering alcoholics have sponsors, you know, who's your sponsor? Who's your person you can go to that you're like, oh, I'm feeling kind of weak right now, or just people you could go with that you maybe are not talking about the really deep stuff, but you know that they're going to make you laugh. Maybe Mm -hmm. you guys are going to hang out and do something together. So again, you guys are connecting and you're feeling connected in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. That could be friends. There's so many online opportunities to like, there's so many groups that met in person. There are exercise groups. There are meditation groups. There are, um, women's empowerment groups that are have taken all of their meetings and gone virtual with them. So even meeting people who are like-minded through something like that, um, and then having like a virtual coffee date with someone from your virtual yoga class, you know, like making those connections, you can still expand that it doesn't have to be necessarily a, like a relationship with a, a new partner, but it could be other ways to connect with new people. Um, if you feel like you've kind of like are need to like get out of like the circle that you are in, um, Mm -hmm. just getting a little creative. And there's so many people who are, who are trying to provide you with those creative opportunities. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, you know, before we close, I just want to say if, if like anything we've said, you're like, Oh, I would love to do that, but I don't know how, or I would love a new hobby, but I don't know what to do. Like seriously message us, DM us. I have 27 ideas running through my head right now. Of like, yeah, we can ask you like five questions and yeah. we'll probably be able to give you suggestions. And we also are like, if you're like, I don't know any groups, you know, that I could be a part of. First of all, group. Join our group. Yeah, yeah, with us. And then also separately, if there are things that you like, we can we can help you through that process also of finding the connection that you're looking for. So don't feel as if your choices are to do this alone or backslide. You have many mm-hmm. other options. We have many so other many. Here. So that's all. And I promise with- we're a lot more supportive than the potential bad relationship that you left. Yeah. You so. left it for a reason. <laughs> or, or yeah. Or the, the dissolution of it. Like if, if both parties decided to walk away, like there's a reason if it wasn't supportive, we will totally support you. And that's the other thing. Oh, one quick final thought is if an ex shows up in your inbox or on your texting, just be aware also that 
that person is also isolated and is potentially backsliding for similar reasons. So you don't need to take in every person Stray that dog. comes at you. It's okay to be like, I'm glad you're doing okay. I hope you find support, you know, and, and keep your boundaries where you need them to be so that you're not sliding. And somebody reaching out right now doesn't necessarily mean, like you said before, that that they're going to be like ready for what you need them to be if they weren't ready for that before. Okay. Yeah. So we got your back um, and we hope you guys have a great night and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Successful Single Female. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.